it's time! Hello. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that eats like a meal. Wait, I think we've did that one before. It's possible. I'm pretty sure we've done that one before. Well, this is level 188. This is the hype show. Wait, the hype show. This Get hyped. This is the live show. Uh, joining me tonight is Big L. Hello. Kooshmoose. I can't top that. How are you doing? And rocker dude. We'll just go for the whole gambit. Hello. There you go. That height. The set expectations. Lowered expectations. I'm supposed to t- teach him what gambit means. <laughs> it's okay. It's a Tennessee thing. So is uh, Chasm. Apparently. Don't now correct you- him. It's funnier when it's wrong. Now, when you said sang lower expectations, is that like something from Encanto or something like that? No, that's SNL. Oh. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I'm just assuming everyone seems to be singing that, singing songs from that movie. I haven't seen it. I don't have a you know two year old or anything that's interested in Disney movies. Yes, two year old. Yes. Well, I you know older kid than what Oliver is. He's one. He doesn't care about movies yet. But you listen to what is it, Little Baby Bum or something? That's still a thing. Baby That's a thing. Bum, 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 but bum. we don't actually use this. We use the uh, super simple songs. Yeah, Which, uh, I remember listening to that stuff on repeat. The wheels on the bus, and I think Little Baby Bum. I think that's what it's called. That is a thing. I know some of my friends' kids listen to that. I don't do that. I know uh, Coco Melon is a thing. I, I I just know what it is. I that that, that was never yeah, seen it. That's like that's like new baby stuff. I don't know what yeah. that is. I, don't, I do my best not to know what this stuff is. But more <laughs> more importantly, you know what? <laughs> happy birthday, Yell. Thank you very much. He is fifty four years young. Sure, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't think it's how math works. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately I am, have no idea how old he is. In the meaning of life. <laughs> or something like that. That's what I've been told all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, fish. I'm 42. 42. Wow, that's old. Oh yeah! Can you imagine <laughs> being older than forty-two? Oh, kill me now, I, man! I didn't know you were that young compared to me. Uh, You're not. I'm always the same amount of years older than you are. That for now isn't wrong. Te- technically, yes. this is not a math podcast, though. It's not. But this is a gaming podcast. So let's get into our topic of discussion, which talks about some games. This week's topic of discussion 
the question that we gave out to our patrons was Elder Ring has been getting a lot of 10 out of 10 scores from everybody, like literally everybody. With that said, how do you define a 10 out of 10 or a 5 out of 5 or whatever scale have you? And then also, what are some of, uh, of your favorites? For this example? is clearly targeted at me, but I'll take it. Yeah. So go ahead, Corey. We'll just, we'll lead it off with you. Okay. So in the Discord, like we have this, just like fantasy football, we have fantasy critic. If you don't know, like there's a secret channel, and every year we draft video games and their ratings based off of Open Critic, which is like Metacritic. Uh, gives a score, and that score gives you points. And uh, there's bidding and uh, counter picks and things like that. And so, obviously, Elden Ring just came out, and it's getting a ton of scores. So whoever picked that up, which I think was Kronos, uh, is doing really good. He got a lot of of points from that. And so we were just discussing, uh, you know, what makes a game 10 out of 10. And so we brought that conversation, or I did, out of that secret channel into the open and the gaming news. And, and to me, so I, so I, I do review games, right. For a, a website. I, I will net like, here's a fun fact. I will never give a game a perfect score. Um, to me, I, something, something maybe can have that, but most likely it's never going to have that because in my eyes, a perfect score means a perfect game. It means that, uh, I don't have to play any games for the rest of my life after that. And almost everybody, if not everybody, disagrees with me. But I see it like a test. Yes. Uh, if you get 10 out of 10 questions right on your test, you get a 100. You get a perfect score. There's nothing wrong with the answers that you gave for that test. But for video games, it seems like it's different. People don't associate it the same. So Lego Head, for example, he's a patron that wrote in 10 out of 10 or five out of five means anything I would rate between 91 and a hundred percent. Well, first of all, that doesn't math very well. 10 out of 10 does not equal 91. So that's a nine out of 10 game. Uh, he (laughs) said great games that I enjoyed for a wide variety of reasons. Uh, for me personally, co-op experiences tend to elevate a game when it comes to a rating. Uh, and he agrees with echo who I'm sure will hear his thoughts and another comment. Uh, but obviously, okay. He agrees with echo, but not, but not chewy. Uh, these names are throwing me off. Uh, we're all different, and that's uh, the wonder of any medium. What is amazing to me is uh, it can be horrible to others. I completely agree with the Minecraft is amazing, but I don't feel Undertale at all. And yeah, and that's the thing. That's all reviews. All reviews are subjective. So I don't take what anybody says for anything more than a grain of salt. But to me, you can't call something perfect and give it flaws. I, I just I can't, so- I can't take it. So, in your opinion, should the scales be like a one to a hundred, and like a Red Dead Redemption two or an Elden Ring or something like that get a ninety nine just because it's not perfect, but it's about as close uh, to perfect as you can get? So, basically, you're saying with a lower number, people are being forced to round up. In your head, I mean, yeah, I guess technically that's. I mean, or I don't like know. Out of 10, you, you would give like Elden Ring or Red Dead Redemption 2 a 9.9. It doesn't deserve that 10 because it's not perfect. Exactly. If there's, there's, a, if there's a flaw, it cannot have All a right, perfect Corey, score. did you ever go to school? Uh, oh, I'm in Tennessee, so not really. Okay. So <laughs> uh, for, 
For us people who are uh, educated, say you wrote an essay and the teacher gave you an A plus on it. Do you that's think not, that's it not a was score. perfect, or do you think that it was pretty damn good? A plus is a range. It, it is a score. No, A plus. It's a range. A hundred. No, A plus was a range. It was. Yeah, they're all a ninety nine or hundred. In my school, anyway. At the end of the day, that A plus is going to turn into a number, and you're going to get a number grade. So it definitely counts for some sort of a number. Well, if it, if it is translated to a number, and you had nothing wrong with your essay, then yeah, it's a perfect essay, perfect score, no flaws. It's between a 91 and 100, obviously. Well, they have to give it a certain number. And if you get a 99, <laughs> then you had a flaw. It's not perfect. All right. Now, I want to know, like, what could possibly make a, the perfect game for you? I'll tell you what. Nothing ever can. <laughs> or if it does, that means that you don't need to play another video game for the rest of your life unless you are expecting something not as good as that game. Then... What's the office uh, of video games? How do I say this? So if we can't have a perfect game, then wouldn't something that has been rated a 10 be our standard for this is what a 10 out of 10 game is? And this is why we give it a 10. I mean, then you're comparing and you can't... You're getting... Too eth- you're not ethical. You're getting too theoretical. Like, I don't know. Comparing something is fine. And I guess you could I say, just, if you give this a 9 out of 10, and this game is better than that, I don't know. There's other things you have to look into it as well. There's, there's old video games that suck balls. They're rated 9s and 10s from, you know, the past. But if you played them today, they would not hold up. It, it's all, a, you know, a product of the time. Interesting. Okay, I see what I see what you mean by that. I think you were trying to say what Phil Weddle just said, just uh, make all games on a scale of 11 and then rate them from 1 to 10. You know what, that, that would be fine. Nothing would ever <laughs> get an 11. Unless it was a Spinal Tap game. Wow. He Did I use that, that reference right? <laughs> yes. I've wow. never been more proud of you than I am I'm, right now. I'm very surprised he used that re- reference correctly. I've never seen it. I Luke said, Luke says, what's know. the point of a 10 if you can't use it? Um, I don't know. To always like, strive for it. Oh. If, you, if you finally meet, I don't know, the, if you finally get that perfect thing, then what was good is the rest of your life? You know, you've already found what you're searching for. You just need to stop. So that you- not perfect things is what keeps us going in life. You never give an Uber driver five stars. I've never been in an Uber. (laughs) (laughs) You think I would trust somebody? That's about right. (laughs) Have you ever rated a game on TA five out of five? Uh, That actually came up in Discord when this conversation came up. I've not, not, never given 4.5, I think had like a handful, but I don't really rate games on TA. Um, Interesting. And I mean, as you get smaller in number, it is going to, it is harder to say like, Okay, it's it's a good game, and I only have five points. You know what? What am I going to do with it? But I don't know. M- maybe bigger numbers are the key. I I don't think it has gotten a one hundred out of one hundred. Elden Ring has, but it's probably in the, you know I've seen ninety somethings. See, out of ten is the best. Is the best scoring system. 
I mean, what well, we can all agree on is that I'm wrong, right? <laughs> we can all agree with oh, that. Yeah. yeah, I can't see. Yeah, there's no yeah, one in the 100%. chat agreeing with you, Corey. I gotta say, I, you know, I didn't think there would be. <laughs> I, like when no. I said this was targeted toward me, like there's a bullseye <laughs> right on my forehead. And uh, there it's is fine. A, it's fine. There's a TA member Oriole who gives all the games he plays a five out of five, and then there's a woo who gives every game a zero point five out of five. So who started give it? It's somewhere in the middle. Who started it? Oriole? Yeah, it's all Oriole's fault. Well, then that means Awu is a saint because he's just balancing the universe. <laughs> well, on, on Open Critic, uh, Game Informer and GameSpot have given it 10 out of 10, as has IGN. So, but any 100 out of 100. Well, yeah, if you multiply. Well, we're not, we, can't, those reviews. we can't do that. Yeah. If you read the reviews, do they do any flaws or nitpick? Anything? I don't know. There's a lot of words. It's uh, well, I don't yeah. expect us to read it, but you know, yeah. the, the listeners can read. Yeah, I this is not an English podcast. On Elden Ring, Elden, I I don't do the Souls games. I don't feel like beating my head against the wall. Maybe one day for a stream. I don't know, but and for you know, fun for me, it's a game that I pick up where I'm not streaming or anything like that. I have. I do, I do not want to play Dark Souls. I don't want to play Soulsborne or whatever the crap well, it's called. That's another and argument. Is even the person doing, Elden Ring doing, looks amazing. It looks absolutely person, amazing. Person doing the review, someone that would enjoy that game, <laughs> they pick that game to review. Again. Maybe I will do it for five subs, Echo. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard because that's why I say with all reviews, take it with a grain of salt because they're not you so they're gonna enjoy the if they enjoy the game it could be the best game of the year for them um but it may not be for you so in, in almost all my reviews i say if you are a, a platforming fan you should check this out i recommend it um but if you're not that, then that tells you right then and there i don't need to play this game that also is the key it, the whoever the reviewer is they're gonna have a very different take um I remember hearing this one story about Madden. I, I don't know what it was. It was a long time ago. Like, let's say Madden 07 or something. Where it got an awful review. Absolutely terrible review from IGN. It was like a 4 out of 10 or something like that. And everyone went, oh my gosh, this is the worst Madden game. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that the guy who usually does Madden reviews didn't do it on this one for whatever reason. And someone who doesn't play Madden whatsoever reviewed this game and his biggest critique is that it's broken well it wasn't broken what he thought was broken is that this, when you're playing the screen would shake and get fuzzy and whatnot and he thought the game was messing up but really what it was it's a feature where like if you're if you have home team you can like pump up the crowd to make it noisy like they do in real life but in the game the screen goes shake it starts to shake and goes fuzzy he, he was an outsider without it was what seemingly without prior knowledge to the franchise, he can't rate it as an improvement because he just sees what he sees. And obviously that is not, you know, anything added on to the previous year, which is what those games are based right. on. Yeah. I mean, like if you were to give me a point and click game, I'm not going to give it a fair score because I don't like those games. I don't know how to properly rate them. So where like if we gave L the point and click game, you know, he would be able to give it a fair score. He would know how to re review that properly because 
he enjoys those games. So there, there is definitely something in for the scores if that is your cu- cup of tea. If you don't like the, that style of game, it doesn't matter if it gets a 10 out of 10. You're not going to like the game. Yeah, I mean, if you're really looking for scores, I would find a reviewer that has similar tastes to you, and then you can just go based off of their taste if, if, if you rely mm-hmm. on that. Um, what I like to do is I will go look up gameplay, and I can usually determine from that if I think it's going to be up my alley or if it's enough to convince me to try it, which is a very low bar. Let's put it that, let's put it that way. Yeah, see, I want to try Elder, Elden Ring just because it looks awesome, but I know it's not going to happen. All right, uh, let's read another patron response. This one from Philip Wendell. He says, a 10 out of 10 game can be from any genre. 100%. A key element, though, is an achievement list that doesn't require you to finish something in a certain amount of time or require following a guide. I love games that allow you to play, get achievements, and then look at the list to complete what you missed. Open world games are usually good about this, like Mad Max, Far Cry 4, and GTA games, you know, minus the multiplayer. Other games I've loved for a great story, like Spiritfarer and Outer Wilds. I agree with Saban Rothschild on the, on the experience when you think about a game when you're not playing it and you want to get back to it, which I just realized we didn't read his yet. So I should have, I shouldn't have went second. My bad. <laughs> But yeah, there is something to, uh, to to the game where if you have a better achievement list, it does make it better. At See, least that's for a whole this, this community, though. That's a whole different review scale. It is. So again, you have to take what you're consuming as a review into consideration, and, and what matters to you, basically. Well, since I read that one, uh, Nate, why don't you go ahead and go? You've been quiet. Yeah. Uh, so Stephen Rothschild says five out of five rating generally needs to be something that leaves a lasting impression on me. That can be from gameplay or story narrative setting. Doesn't need to be both, though both at least need to be competently handled. Um, that's not a particularly high bar, but I don't have a huge percent of games scored that high. I think the most subjective element is how it makes me feel. I tend to just know when to give a five and rarely second guess myself, unlike other scores, which I can sometimes moderate after a period of reflection. What I really wish is that I could identify games that I will end up five rating before I play them. That would be very handy. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with there's no such thing as a perfect game, but I understand why you... No, no not you it, too. I understand why you give things 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5. They should be games that are kind of like turning points or signposts, right? And when I, when I look back at those five years from now, those should be genre-defining or those should be feature-defining or turning point games, games that have um, taken that genre or taken that game type uh, and perf- kind of not perfected it, but it's the best version of that game type out there like mm-hmm. um you know elden ring is really getting you know it started this discussion it's getting all this praise because it is it has taken the open world formula and it has done it better than anybody else according to these reviewers i don't know from personal experience but that's my understanding of why it's getting these super high you know at the ceiling scores and mm-hmm. that's kind of what i expect to see you know like if you go back you you pull out any one of these magazines, right? And you look at them and they've got those, those scores where they're at tens. Those should be like your Mario's, like your Metroid primes. That's what you expect to see. Forza. Hit 10 of 10. Yeah. Forza. 
Forza 5 or whatever, you expect to see those games, <laughs> not at launch, but um, but you expect to see that those were games that changed the genre at that time. Yeah, it's not still a you know a perfect you know perfect game. It's still not like the thing you want to play and only play, but it changed the way that type of game was at that time at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's how I see it. Um, do I rate games? I rate some games, uh, games that I like, I think are classics or instant classics, you know, uh, or that I really enjoyed those rare games for me on TA will get a five out of five or whatever the rating is. Uh, and then just about everything else, you know, if it's a really good game, give it like a four or five. And if it's just your average, it's like a three, five. And then the garbage stuff, you know, either doesn't get rated or it's like a, a warning rating of like one five or something like that one. Uh, so that's how I do it. I mean, I'm curious and, to yeah. know what your signposts are on TA. Do you know what you've rated a five out of five? Uh, Ori, obviously. Okay. Um, Forza. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably I don't think any Forza is a five out of five. Oh, uh, Death's Horizon Door, I'm sure, five, is five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I would probably... Five. I would probably do that for Immortals Phoenix Rising as well. Um, hmm. Interesting. But I haven't looked. I haven't looked. To me, to me, that was like the epitome, and maybe that was just hype. Maybe that was recency bias, and I was like super into it because I know it does have flaws. Uh, so it's obviously not perfect, but at that time, I mean, it was pretty darn good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You don't, don't, don't hold me to what I said in the past. <laughs> you can never do that. <laughs> All right. Do we have about, any others? How about you, L? Hi. Hi. I'm going to read the last patron submission from Echo, who's been very boisterous in the Twitch chat. He says, 10 of 10s are masterpieces. But that doesn't mean everyone will like it. Not everyone is going to appreciate the Sistine Chapel if it's not just not their thing. Execution and novelty is what will get a game to that 10 out of 10 score. For execution, it's based on the intended scope and how well the creator implemented their vision. Compared to its peers, it is standout, best-in-class traits, whether that's story, gameplay, music, etc. Tony Hawk is not trying to tell you a story. Life is Strange is not trying to push the envelope on gripping gameplay. Novelty is equally important. Um, What new ideas does it bring to the table? Does it evolve the medium in any way? This is important to consider. Undertale or OG Minecraft can't stack up to AAA releases in overall scope, but they brought something new and original to the market. All right. Well, thank you for that essay. Um, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> As something like Minecraft, most of us probably wouldn't call that a 10 out of 10, but it, it could be, you know, kids pour thousands of hours into it and Lego head. So you're doing something right. I think uh, the most important thing, what you said was the Sistine Chapel reference. And in our Twitch, Mm -hmm. uh, in our, in our Twitch chat, we had Ace Phoenix who said, you can recognize the game as being good. So even if you don't enjoy the genre, it's the smartest thing you've, you've said. Uh, So for example, if you, I agree with that. If someone asks you if you'd rather watch, I don't know, The Godfather or, you know, Billy Madison, 
you might recognize that The Godfather is a better made movie, but just be in the mood for some Billy Madison or, or not want to watch, uh, you know, uh, a drama. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I am also on the, I don't know, I'll give a five out of five to a game if I enjoy it. Yep, same. And, but I like what you said earlier, Kenny. Like, if it was a out of a hundred, I probably wouldn't give great, uh, games a hundred unless it was really amazing. So, how come that doesn't scale down? Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess it depends on the site or a reviewer or whatever. But I know, on, like, on TA, IGN, you can go four point five. Yeah, yeah. You like, you can do half stars. Um, I know like IGN has recently gotten rid of like 9.9s and 9 or 9.7s and stuff like that. They've just gone to, you know, one, two, three, just whole numbers. That's what Game Informer's always done. That's what those magazines have done. I mean, if you take, if you go from one out of a hundred and you scale it down instead of being a 99, it's just a 9.9. Has anybody in the chat played Elden Ring? <laughs> who, who are those people that buy full price games at launch? While we're waiting for that, no. I, I took a look at my games collection and, well, first of all, my ratings. I don't know what the heck I was smoking when I rated some of these games. But I've rated about 15 or so games. I've given 1.5. L, do you have any idea what mm. game that is? Mr. Pumpkin's Adventure. Surprisingly, no. Oh, <laughs> Borderlands wow. 2. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> no. Experience <also>. with me. <laughs> it was an experience um, with you. Got Pilgrim. That's it. <laughs> the only game I've given a point Dark. five. I guess um, you gave Skyrim a five. Of course. That's, uh, if I rated it. No, you know. Yeah, Apparently, well, I, the, I, I only rate uh, Vayner's. Because <laughs> out of the, I don't know, there's probably 15 or less here that I'm looking at that I even have a rating. Uh, they go from 2 to 4.5, and only one, two are not Vayners. But of the top of the list, we have the Messenger, in no particular order, the Messenger, Shadow Complex Remastered, Maneater, and Cause in the Wild Mask. And see, this is how often I don't rate stuff, because Death's Door should be up there as well. And thinking about it, yeah. I would have to go back and hear my thoughts on it at the time, but I, I can't think of any negatives that Death's Door had. Does that mean it's perfect? It's got to be, be better than that generic cause crap that you so much. Ooh, 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 what are you doing? Cause was one, the, one of the best platformers I that, that I played. Oh, that game, yeah. That, you have to experience Shadow that Shadow Complex. Yeah. That's the one that got me into Metroidvanias. Before I even knew what they were. So looking at mine, yeah, Metroidvanias are all over it. Shadow Complex, Guacamelee. Oh, uh, you got Rayman Legends. You got Inside. You got Death's Door. I was wrong in that Immortals Phoenix Rising. I gave it a four point five. So there you go, Fug. Uh, you can put away your hatred uh, for me giving something a five. It was a four point five. You can you can verify that. Sometimes um, I my my heart gets into it and it it gets rid of all the logic because I I rated Super Epic a four and I know that's not like the best game, 
But I guess I feel like I had to rate it highly because only 46 people have played it. Mm. You know, kind of interesting. I also have to say, I put Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Like that game, I think so good. It was the it was the peak of Assassin's Creed <laughs> for me. So interesting. I All was right. just going to say a game needs to have a banger of a soundtrack for me to give it a five out of five. Just wanted, to, just so you know. Ah. Well, if it makes you, if it makes you feel better, I'm going through and rating a couple more point fives. You know, all the visual novels. <laughs> and uh mr pumpkin's adventure just go ahead and give them all 0.5 because back for all... blood back for blood's not a 0.5 are you kidding <laughs> it's a three it's a no three three know. and a half all right let's uh let's continue on after from this let's get into the game showcase uh just going right down the the list nate you got first so I played surprise of all surprises, a game pass game. Uh, it is generation zero. Now I had picked this up cause it was super cheap long ago. So you're welcome. Of course. Uh, but it is, is recently added to a uh, game pass. I would say in the last month or so, do not fact check me on that. Uh, generation zero, um, is interesting. Let, let's just say I didn't pay attention to the story too much at the beginning. So, Let's just consider this is all true and, and don't fact check me on this either. I said Nate go, not Corey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so um, this, this game takes place in Sweden um, and in this alternative universe of Sweden, um, they have stocked up on weapons. Uh, this is after World War II. They said, you know what? We need all the weapons. So they stocked up on all the weapons. They trained all of their citizens in warfare and how to use all kinds of weapons. And there's just in every room, in every house, in every barn, there's, you know, ammo, hollow point, you know, sniper rifle ammo, just everywhere. Just, you know, you can trip over it. Um, and they, so they just stockpile all this stuff. Uh, and then one day you go out on a boat trip. And while you're gone, um, Basically, the robots have taken over the entirety of Sweden, and you have to go through and liberate, uh, I guess, your home area. I haven't gotten too far into it. I, I played, uh, looks like I played for three hours. And um, it's okay. Uh, the nice thing about this game is you can change the difficulty, and difficulty does not matter for your achievements, so you can crank it down um, even better to, to tourist mode. And it's, it's still a little challenging. I mean, you do have to worry about ammo a little bit. The medium difficulty, um, ammo, I think, could become a problem just because your bullets do less damage. They seem to be you know, a little more inaccurate. Um, but it's not bad. It actually reminds me of playing um, an MMO. Uh, I guess I haven't played a game like this in a long time. Um, but it's weird to die and then have to go back to a spawn point. Um, so the last base camp you were at, you have to pick, you know, okay, well, where do you want to go? Where do you want to start uh, from this time? And then you kind of just go back out and you try to complete these objectives. Now, granted, I'm still not done with all the intro missions, so that's fun. Um, it's listed as 40 to 50 hours. Like I said, I put three hours in. So I would have hoped that I'd have been done with the intro missions by now, but uh, it shouldn't be much longer. Um, there's online multiplayer. 
Uh, I don't recall how many. I know, I think most people have been doing it with one buddy. So let's just say it's a two-player. And don't fact-check me on that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's my plan is to go in there, get those achievements that are uh, tied to that. Things like um, getting f- more than 50% of the damage on a you know a, an enemy that you both damaged. Um, I think there might be ones for completing stuff, too. Uh, but there's a good amount. And uh, there's DLC as well. Don't recall if that was paid or not. Um, um, that I don't recall. Mm. Uh, I would have to dig into that. But um, yeah, it's not a bad game. Um, but It looks like it is paid. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Uh, but it does go on sale often. So I, I have witnessed it and followed it through a bunch of the sales that you will see this stuff on sale from time to time. So if this is your kind of game, like I said, uh, or maybe I didn't say it, it reminds me of day Z, but in kind of a good way, um, (laughs) day Z was a mixed bag. Uh, and, uh, it was more fun because you had a whole bunch of people that couldn't make that really long shot. And that just made it really fun. But in this game, um, I, I think the fun is just gonna be going around and, um, you know, tricking the AI. Apparently the AI is very focused on like one person. <laughs> like go right after that guy and you can, uh, you know, maybe as a second guy, you can uh, take pot shots. I don't know, but it's okay. If you've got a friend, you're going to need one because you do have to do multiplayer. Um, but yeah, eh, it's okay. This game looks interesting. Like it, it didn't look fantastic by any means, you know, absolutely like a three or so, but, Oh, maybe like no, a, like a we rating our games in, now. In Corey, <laughs> a 1.5 in Corey's universe. Who knows? No, three is perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I know I won this game. Actually, I think I won a code to this game when TA used to do streams. And it's been one of those games. It's like, I've always just kind of been there. Always want to try, but haven't yet. I think if I had players or some friends to play it with, it might be a little bit better, but. I always yeah. had the impression that it was more of a first person shooter kind of like um you know, like a not like a gears, but you know, that's third person, but that that kind of action. Uh when really it feels a lot more like a first person MMO. Um see I thought this was more along the lines of like an MMO. Well, then you would have been closer. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, you said it's on Game Pass, right? It is on Game Pass. Um, I played it on the cloud, actually, initially, and it was pretty responsive. Um, and then I played it uh, on the console, and, it, you know, it's as you expect there. But even the cloud play was very solid. But I wasn't playing with but, someone else, so I don't know if that makes a big difference. But at least solo play, if you're out and about and you need to play something, uh, this one is not bad. Cloud play is just so hit and miss. There's times where it is perfect. Or it's like playing on your Xbox and there's other times it's it's a no-go with shooters. All right, though. Yeah, it was Generation Zero. Um, I guess I'll go next since I'm, in, I'm next on the list. So speaking of games, I... I had been wanting to play and it's been installed on my Xbox forever. I decided to finally play the game Slay the Spire. Um, 
I've heard so many good things about this game. I've just never really quite picked it up and played it. Uh, but the, given that this is the year of the roguelikes, I'm like, all right, let's give this a shot. It's a roguelike collectible card game and then also card and board. There are three categories that TA gives it. Um, man. So the game, if you don't know, you have, you have some sort of a, de- of a hero and there's four different heroes. They each have different abilities, different starting decks. Like I said, it's a, this is a card game. And they kind of do different th- different things. Like the one that I've been using, he's more of just like a warrior class, I guess you could say. And you start off and you kind of like have a map and you can choose your different starting points. And as you go through the map, like it's a... Um, it's kind of like a set path of of where you can go, and it but it shows you in advance of like oh you're gonna fight a monster or a boss they call them elites or you're gonna hit a tre- treasure room or something like that, and you just kind of go forward as every time you beat someone you get a card to help improve your deck, um or some sort of other bonus some gold for when you hit a merchant or something like that. Uh I'm a little. TA says I put about two and a half hours into it. That sounds about right. So far, game is really good. I can see why everyone's giving it a lot of praise. It is a lot of fun. Um, I know there's been a couple of people in Discord that have absolutely been raving about this game and them making me wanting to play it. And if you're watching watching uh, us here on, on Twitch, you can see all that what's going on with the different deck building and stuff like this. Um, I know Corey, you've been going through the roguelikes. Have you tried this one yet or anybody else? I've dived it. Um, it definitely has a lot of those elements of some other roguelites like Hades or curse of the dead gods with the whole pick a path thing. Um, it does yeah. seem like a fun game, but it's also one that at least to start, I, I wouldn't want to put a lot of time into other games at the same time. Um, I would, I feel like with that, I feel like that with any card game, to be honest, I feel like I need to learn the cards well enough and I can't do that if I'm only playing that, you know, a little bit here and there, I feel like you got to have some focus. And then once you know it, it'll be like Pokemon and you can just go back in and you know what the cards do and you can just go and go throughout the game. Uh, but it does look like a good game. I, I will say that I think I dived it on cloud since we just mentioned that this would be a good cloud game. Yes. That's something I was gonna I was gonna mention. This is a perfect game for the cloud. If your controls are a second behind, it's no big deal because it it is all turn based. There's nothing. There's no twitchy twitch skills needed or anything like that. So this is a great one. And also, if you do play this on the cloud, like if you're playing this on your phone, it has touch controls, which honestly would probably make this game a little bit nicer to play. This is probably better to play on the computer or with touch controls than a controller. Not saying a controller is bad. It's just, you know, that level of precision is a little bit nicer. It's, it's still not touch screen, though, right? Like, you can't just pick this car. You still have to, like, use a virtual D-pad, right? Um, so TA says xCloud touch controls. I thought that meant, like... I think it just brings up a virtual controller, which it, is still nice because yeah. you don't it's need a controller. controller on the screen and you, you yeah, do yeah. all the button presses. Oh, I misunderstood what it says. Okay, never mind. I take back what I just said. 
but it's still a nice on the go game where you don't need another peripheral to play. Right. I will say though, looking at the achievement list, if you're a completionist, this is not something you're going to want to get. There's a lot of stuff in here that either looks extremely grindy or just difficult. Um, while I don't exactly understand what some of the achievements mean, looking at like the titles and the description and whatnot, um, some of them are probably a little bit more random since it is, you know, a roguelike. That's just how that game, how that is. I mean, TA says it's a 200 plus hour completion. So take that for what it's worth. But yeah, I mean, everyone, everything that I've heard from it is says it's really good. And I look forward to playing some more of it. Don't know if I'll be able to get the completion. I don't know if I'll stick with it for 200 plus hours, but at least for the time being, it's fun. And looking uh, at the video, it looked like uh, using a cursor. So, like you were saying, it's probably better with the touch screen. I don't think the cursor is on the console version. Oh, no. No. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not on the console. That's definitely on the computer. And I don't see it being cross play. Yeah, TA doesn't say anything about the, uh, or not cross play, play anywhere. I mean, yeah, Chronos loves that game. I think. The ultimate. Some people in the PCM room, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well beloved. Yeah, that's Flight Aspire. Definitely a game I would recommend checking out if you like those kind of things. Uh, let's see who we got next. We have L. What game yes. are you talking about? Keeping that train rolling. I wanted to talk quickly about a pair of Game Pass games that are family-friendly. Sometimes sometimes people in the Discord will ask what games my kids play. I found a couple. Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Okay, I found a trilogy of games. No. um, (laughs) uh, The first one is called Townscaper. Um, Many people know it as that easy Game Pass achievement game, but it works really well as a game you can stick in... uh, nine-year-old's hand and watch her build stuff fun it's it's fun watching young minds grow (laughs) Uh, so basically in this game all you do is you choose a color and you press a and that's it press a a second time it builds upward wow b you delete it that's all this game is and this unlike uh, what we were calling sandbox games incorrectly this is a sandbox game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like uh, it. <laughs> yes so um, the achievements are pretty straightforward you know things that you might do automatically like go as high as you can up to the sky there you go there's 100g if you're looking at the video you'll see that there's just different colors and that's it you just you just build stuff there's a couple achievements you have to look at a guide for because you have to build up and then delete uh, random blocks that are lower to form different shapes. Um, but I thought it was a very good game for what it is. Uh, it was a great Game Pass game. I don't think anyone would want to buy this game, but... Right. <laughs> uh, how much is this game? So it's like Minecraft, but with buildings. Yeah, okay. It's a $5 game. I guess that's not terrible. And also, it is a Play Anywhere game. I played I played it on my laptop. 
So instead of just mashing A, you mash uh, left mouse, <laughs> basically. Build stuff. There's little grids where you can turn those on and build stuff. So there's not much to say about this game, but I recommend it for anyone with kids. At, or what a th- quick thousand. Uh, you definitely will get a quick thousand. You could follow a video guide. It's usually around a half an hour game. Uh, you have to place a thousand blocks, I think, but that just comes with natural play. Um, there was one tricky one where you had to find a circle and then build a propeller from the circle. Wow, look at that. Look at that city. Beautiful. All right, well, that's Townscaper. I wanted to also mention another another Game Pass game, keeping with the tradition, because we've all mentioned Game Pass games so far, and I'm pretty sure none of us will break that streak. What's the point of buying games? Game Pass is too good. This is called Rubber Bandits. And a lot of my friends have this game complete. But a lot of people don't. And that is why it is worth 1,800 TA. So this is, for some reason, maybe people don't have extra controllers lying around or friends. But this is a party game. And it's pretty simple. There's 10 money uh, dollar packets that spawn. You'd have to grab money and escape. And if you're playing in the mode against each other, if you escape, you, uh, you, um, you eventually turn to a cop and then you can come back and kill the other people. It's just a riot. You, you knock people across the room. <laughs> and, and there's all kinds of different outfits that you can buy with in-game currency. None of that's tied to achievements, though. Um, there was Philip Wendell had invited us. I was looking for someone to boost the four-player achievement with. I guess he didn't have four controllers, but you cannot use a guest. You have to have four different accounts. So, so this is just another mayhem party game. Yes, but I like this better than something like Gang Beasts, where you feel like you oh god that are, are, are you're fighting with the controls. As was you can this, see, they're just punching each other and getting to the exit. That's really it. Was this better or worse than Cake Bash? Mm, it's different. You can't really compare that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, the four-player achievement, you, you need four different people on four different teams. Make the mistake we did and accidentally put two people on the same team. Um, and you just have to have uh, one person spawn back as a cop after getting the 10 gold and tasing the other three players. That is probably the hardest achievement. Uh, the, there's a grindy one to, to win 10 heist games, but that's about the extent of it. That's why this game is closer to the hour, hour and a half range than like a half an hour, just for that one achievement to, to win 10 heists. Uh, Michelle and I played it locally together and we did all get the achievements for finishing the arcade mode together but when we were on the same team in heist it did not count as wins together so that was weird so we had to do that separate Uh, but other than that i recommend this if you have kids also it's harmless fun easy to learn you just have fun smacking each other and throwing things at each other blowing each other up yes seeing kids liking this 
seeing the game in action. I'm glad that you fell asleep that one stream when we were going to stream. <laughs> this would infuriate no, me. Else. Jeez. I think you chose something else that day. But, uh, I don't know, but this know. looks infuriating. I'm pretty sure we were going to play this. We were going to play it. Play yeah. it. We could still play it. It's on Game Pass still. Hasn't been announced to leave yet. It's actually oh. a very fun game when you're trying to boost, too, because it's very easy to mess up and accidentally kill somebody <laughs> or uh, actually run into traffic or, uh -huh. you know, so it, it's kind of it's kind of fun when you're trying to boost as well. Well, we got a couple that are saying that we is, should definitely play it. Is Noth uh, talking about playing this drunken <laughs> in the chat? That sounds fun. Um, oh, yeah. The, the reason this came up also was uh, in uh, Better Completions Matter, there was a Lovebirds challenge. And <laughs> I was paired with Ben L72. And we, you want to guess how many games uh, we managed to complete together? 75. Goose egg. That was a terrible guess, both of you. <laughs> well, a hint, a hint is that one of them was rubber bandits. <laughs> so we're like, oh, this game has... It, so the, it had to be over a 1.5 ratio. So like, oh, this is 1.8 for an easy stuff. Well, good guess. One, uh, we actually had two. The other one was Rain on Your Parade. We both had the base game done. We finished up the DLC. So that counted as a high ratio completion. And uh, uh, that was a fun one too. Yeah, right. those are my those are my family Game Pass recommendations: Landscaper and Rubber Bandits. All right, and uh, it looks like a lot of people in the community did Rubber Bandits in the last couple of days. Uh, Isrit did it, I know, and Philip Wendell and Hatton. Everybody getting on that train. Yeah. Rubber bandit train, and there is a uh, train level. So it's a uh, on rails game. All right, floor is yours, Kenny. Well, in that case, uh, let's go to Corey for our last game in the showcase. All right, I'm gonna talk about a game that Kenny totally skipped over last week and coming real soon, and I didn't uh, interrupt him. Uh, it, it comes out this week. Uh, I think by the time the podcast comes out, it comes out that day. Uh, but it's called What Lies in the Multiverse. And this is a puzzle platformer. And the crux of the game is you are going throughout these different chapters and these different environments. And you have the ability to go to a parallel universe. Um, it is pixelated and it is very story driven. In fact, uh, the story is probably more interesting than the puzzles at times. Um, what they can do with pixels is, is pretty crazy nowadays. Um, they convey emotion very well in this game, uh, and it's very humorous. Wow. But man, this game is dark. It has two warnings when you start the game up. Technically three, which one is uh, the standard, don't turn off your Xbox while it's saving. Uh, the other two <laughs> are for epilepsy, which is pretty common in video games. However, I only point it out because this one is I can definitely see it being a problem. There's a lot of bright flashing lights, and there is a lot of, at times, switching between these universes. And when you do that, there's usually a whole color swap that you're doing because uh, there could be a dark version of the universe and a very light version of the universe. And going between the two 
not being somebody with epilepsy, but I could see where that might be an issue. Um, so just keep that in mind. The last warning <laughs> is that the game is very dark. This game is not for children um, because as you're going, th- yeah, as you're going through the like the universes and you're you're switching between like a like a modern day universe and sometime in the future maybe uh, or just you know a different. It's a parallel universe. It's not really in the future, but you know something different's happening. It'll show the same people sometimes in different spots. But they're skeletons, so they're dead. <laughs> and, and so uh, there's this one, and a boy's fishing, and he's like, nobody's ever going to find me down here in my favorite fishing hole. And it's like a little bitty pond. The, the alternate to that is the pond has flooded to the top, where you have to then switch to get to a platform, but the kid is floating in the water. That's the kind of dark I'm talking about. Uh, there's, I'll, I'll tell you one other one, because it's kind of funny. It's one of my favorites. You're talking to these two kids, and it has nothing to do with the universe's switching, but uh, she was like, this guy tried to sell me candy, then my mom took it away. Now she buys the candy every week. <laughs> and uh, they're clearly not talking about candy, and it just made me laugh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the game is, is super story-driven, uh, very fun narrative, and then the, the puzzles are, are, are pretty good. Um, there are 10 chapters, I believe, uh, with a prologue and a final chapter, uh, included in that, and each one pretty much introduces uh, a new mechanic to the game, as as you know any good game does. And then at the end, you know somehow they kind of combine them all. But uh, you definitely have your uh, your go to when you're talking about switching universes, where stuff appears here but not there, so you have to like jump and then time the switch to grab something or land somewhere. Uh, they have one where the other one has poisonous air, so you have to. Uh, hold your breath and switch back, you know, quickly kind of deal. And then other ones that like, it's a snowy place. So you have to use the ice in order to help get you, you know, to other platforms, things like that. Uh, so the gameplay is pretty good. Uh, it'll take about, uh, they say six to eight hours in their propaganda. Unfortunately, I, I can't say a hundred percent sure what, if that's true or not, it sounds true, but I got to chapter five and uh, I did a very bad thing. Apparently where it happens to be the poison universe I was talking about. And I noticed on the way to where they introduced that, which I didn't know it was coming, there looked like a spot where I could get to. So as soon as they gave me ability to go left, your boy went left, and I eventually got to a part where I could not go back. And this is when they introduced the poison mechanic, but they haven't introduced me being able to switch to and from it on my own will. And so I got stuck at this place, and it... And I couldn't go further. And I was, I was a little heartbroken, right? Uh, luckily, the game does have chapter select. So you're able to go back and start any of these chapters. Uh, so it was in chapter five. Can't start chapter five. So I had to play re- replay four. You know, that's not too bad. But then I get to chapter five and then it, it never prompted me to continue with the game. So I had to start all the way back from the beginning and speed run the first half of the game. Um, uh, at this point, I'm like eight hours into the game. I have beaten it 100%. Uh, there are nice. collectibles to find. I've gotten all the collectibles. There are miscellaneous achievements. Uh, those come in chapter select, so that's very good. Uh, the only thing I have left to get, which go figure, I could have been first completion, and I'm, you know, I probably still can, but I'm kind of done with the game until somebody puts out a guide. Uh, I have not got um, dying in every way. Uh, apparently, there's a ton of ways to die, and I haven't figured them all out yet. 
And then there are benches in pretty much every chapter. You have to go sit at them. I don't know which one I'm missing. So uh, either it's glitched or I'm just missing one. And it's probably the the later. Uh, but yeah, that's that's this game. I I really did enjoy it. Uh, I I will I will rate it pretty good. Not perfect, but pretty good. Uh, the con being uh, you can't skip cutscenes or dialogue in this game, and some are extremely long. I must have pressed my A button what feels like ten thousand times over the course of playing this game because I'm just pounding through the dialogue on the second playthrough. I did read it all in the first one. Thank you very much. Oh, but what lies in the multiverse is pretty cool, and I really enjoyed it. And I think puzzle platform fans will enjoy it as well. I love the difference in games oh, that we man. play. L goes from family friendly to Corey saying to Corey, who explicitly says, "Don't play this with your kids." <laughs> there are dead people and drug references. I like the guacamole switching between light and dark to solve puzzles. Uh, yeah, they kind of did that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's that, yeah, that's Troy present Prime in here for too. sure. It looks to me like that dude with the purple hat is modeled after the cat in the hat. His name's Everett. I'll tell you that, but it's, I, I didn't get any cat in the hat references. Uh, oh, there, is, there is his name's Everett. I'll tell you that he's not modeled after the cat in the hat. I like that. Very good. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everett. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, what would you rate this game, Corey? Uh, this game would probably. What's my scale? That, that's important here. Out of you know? 10. Out of 10? Oh, metric. <laughs> uh, this is probably going to give out a 7.5 to 8 out of 10. It's Limbo Escal or Nate. No, no, it's not Limbo S. <laughs> this has wow. way too many colors for that. Great. You said drug references and Fair. saucy okay. entered the, saucy entered the chat. His ears were ringing. Oh, his nose was his nose was ringing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, in that case, let's uh let's continue on. Oh, uh, here's the part about the kid and the fish. <laughs> if, hey, for those that I'll are alive, later. I'll show you later. Uh, yeah. There's this fish scene, and then. Oh, he's floating. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> oh, the name of the game? What Lies in the Multiverse. It right. comes out March 2nd or 3rd. <laughs> cool. Sometime this month. All right. Well, in that case, let's get on to some sales. Uh, I guess only Nate has some recommendations this week, so... Go ahead, Nate. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> There's a shadow game for sale. It's a shady part of me. I talked about this before. Uh, this is um, $6 down from 15 It is a platformer. I'd like to call it light platforming or dark platforming. Uh, it's five to six hours. Uh, my, sorry about the puns. Uh, then I'd like to recommend <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's $10 down from 40 uh, this is a Vayner action adventure, 25 to 30 hours. It's a great, uh, it's from a great little indie developer. Uh, so please support them uh, so they could have a sequel. That'd be Pop great. Um, uh, then there's no one buy that game. It's in Kick-Ass. Come on. <laughs> then there's Tulaga <laughs> Among Shadows, which I have mentioned before on the show, uh, is $3.74. 
down from 15. This is a shmup, and it has fun, bite-sized gameplay. The type of game that you can come back to and uh, just kind of, you know, when you've got a little bit of time, not a whole lot of time, but a little bit of time, and you just want to get some sort of action-y game in, you don't have to remember too much. You basically sit in the center of the screen and you just shoot things around you. Uh, and then I think there are a couple levels where you're flying uh, around the screen and you have the twin stick shoot at that point. So it's a fun little game. I recommend it. Check it out. Maybe you'll like it too. That's Tawaga Among Shadows. All right. And All right. moving on to uh, games <laughs> with gold that were just announced. Uh, for the month of March, we have the Flame and the Flood on the Xbox One side. That's available all month long. And then for the second half, we have Street Power Soccer. What other kind of soccer would you want to play? On the Xbox 360, we have Sacred 2 for the first half of the month. And SpongeBob's Truth or Square for the second half. And if you've been keeping track, that is a whopping 70... No... $90 value with those games. MSRP. Wow. Math. Quick math. Moving on. Moving on to Game Pass. We did get some Game Pass news uh, today, I think. Yeah, it was today. And added to Game Pass uh, today, March 1st, is Far. Changing Tides. Uh, this is a sequel, I believe, um, to another Far Didn't. game. <laughs> and uh changing here and uh it's available on cloud console and pc i think it is a, a twofer as far as stacks goes i think it's on console and pc don't quote me on that um and after all this time you would have thought uh microsoft flight simulator would have had it but it finally has cloud support all that airtime and no clouds i can't believe it but they're finally here joke courtesy nba kirkland uh march 3rd we have light Mean Returns Final Fantasy X I I I. That's coming to console and PC. No idea on those stacks. March 10th, we have Kentucky Route Zero, <laughs> which of course I am uh, a little excited about. You're kind of obligated to play this one. It's got a southern state as in, in the name, and it is a, a dog wearing a straw hat for the box art. So. Uh, yeah, that one's up my alley. Apparently, Lawn Mowing Simulator is finally coming to the Xbox One. It was announced and then delayed last month. And then we're also getting Young Souls on Cloud Console on PC March 10th. Uh, and I kind of saved the best for last. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy by Square Enix is coming to Game Pass uh, on everything March 10th. I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, are you guys excited about any of those? Um, I am somewhat interested in the Final Fantasy 13. Why? So <laughs> Final Fantasy 13 is always one of those games that like I wanted to play, but never really have. We were actually talking about this in the discord. It's when it comes to the JRPG, the action adventures style is just, it's not as much my cup of tea. I really like the, uh, turn based more. I mean, outside of that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm definitely looking forward to. I yeah, like most, I, I think that's I a, like a really good get. Now, that one apparently is pretty long, like 30 hours-ish. So It's that long? 
I think so. At least for a completion. Wow. I don't know. I have no idea what the achievements look like for it. But um, yeah, probably not one that you'd want to uh, do in two week uh, leaving period. So maybe get to it if you want. I heard it's good though. So there, there's that. Yeah, it's gotten a lot of high praise. So, and I like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one of the best Marvel movies. But uh, that's what's coming to Game Pass. Fufu, I'll, I'll let you take it back and uh, talk about what's leaving Game Pass. Wait a minute, you guys are going too fast. Is Guardians okay. of the Galaxy? They're the ones solo? in space. Oh, <laughs> I want that little plant thing. The better Star Trek. Big plant thing. Yeah. Oh. It's where it's at. No spoilers. Is that only single player? Yes. Yes. And for that reason, L is out. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> now, did you guys um, also? Uh, did you have more? L? More questions about oh, uh, what Guardians of the Galaxy is? I had a note about Final Fantasy 13 real quick. That that oh. is the third Final Fantasy 13 game. Uh, Foof. I don't know if you know that or not. That's, uh, I do know that. You know that okay. makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. What? The, the, these Correct. guys probably rated it 11 out of 10, too. <laughs> and it has a uh, time mechanic like uh, Majora's Mask did. So uh, some people, or most people, do not like it, I believe. But I'm sure some people do. Was that the third one? I thought the second one had the time. Uh, the time well. mechanic, to me, sounds very interesting. I like that. Or I like the idea of that. Thanks for asking. I don't think we talked I about Young there. Souls, right? We mentioned it, but uh, we didn't go into details. Like no, we didn't, we didn't talk about we didn't it. Didn't talk about it. This is a really cool looking game uh, that I, I don't think I knew about it before, um, but it is really cool looking. You know, it uh, it looks like something I would be super into. So if you have ever liked the game I've liked, maybe you want to check that out. It looks a lot like two player um, uh, Castle Crashers. Uh, which looks really cool, but uh, I've also Ooh. heard it's a lot like Doom. But to me, <laughs> to me, uh, I'm super excited about this because this seems like the right bite size. Uh, of course, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy sounds great, but I may have already purchased that, and you're welcome. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks, Nate. It was cheap. All right. Free uh, is cheaper. Free is the best. All right. Um, with Game Pass, there are a couple of games that are going to be removed on March 15th. All these uh, four games are going. It's the four. Are you adding anything? Okay, no. Uh, Near Automata, the cloud console and PC, which there are stacks apparently available for this. Fogs, uh, Corey, Nate, complete that if you have it. Torchlight 3, and The Surge 2. All of those games are are leaving cloud console and PC. Um, (laughs) well, go go ahead. ahead. You go ahead, sir. No, you go first. No, okay, fine. Um, so go first. Near Automata. That was one game that actually started the the JRPG talk in Discord today. Um, I will actually be streaming this game this coming Friday if anybody Mm -hmm. would like to watch. That's actually what I was going to mention was mention this game because uh, it would not be uh, a successful achievement podcast if we don't. Uh, this game has cheeses in it. I thought you were going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
the details of the cheese. Maybe somebody could mention it on some kind of content next week if they do it, uh, especially if they stream it. But uh, what <laughs> appears to be a 40 to 50 hour game on TA is more like four to five hours. Uh, mm-hmm. You can uh, play next just week for that tip. You could just play a little bit, uh, grind a little bit, and uh, and use an achievement store to uh, get the completion fairly quickly. Uh, you know, relatively speaking, uh, times two, as a matter of fact, with the PC stuff, the PC stack. So yeah, get on that. So there's a couple of people in chat saying not to cheese it. I will say. I'm going to play the game legitimately. Like I'm not going to just, you know, do the cheese and then get out. Like I'm actually going to try to play through the story. I'll play through it once and then then I'll do the cheese and get the achievements and then I'll uninstall it promptly thereafter. The correct way. Uh, L, you had something you wanted to say on this? On a removals? Mm-hmm. No, I, I I saw them talking about it also. I, I know Redemption denied. Oh, okay. Did it today. And NBA Kirkland linked a post of how to beat the game or how to do the cheese in two to four hours or something like that. But it's 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 probably closer to four or five, like Corey said, because it's if it's uh, something you don't have prior knowledge with, then it'll take you a little longer. Right. I know Alex R. Davies was saying. Um, actually, you just said that it was. It's like a four or five hour completion. There's like some sort of well. I'll tell you next week. I just said I'll tell you next week when you tune in. I'll tell you how to do the cheese next week. Get get extra downloads. All right. Uh, then we got some Game Pass updates. Okay. Uh, Corey, would you like to talk about this? Did you add this? I did not, but I could read it. <laughs> well, then Nate, did you add this? I did, and I could read it if you like. Okay. I'll uh, let you read it since I didn't even know that this was here. I'll do my best Corey impersonation. I did not see this. The Xbox app on PC has been updated. You now have the option to choose what folder your games get installed to. Yay. Uh, there's also access to files for select games you've in, uh, installed, uh, as well as options to repair and move your games. So if you had previously installed to the C drive, you're running out of space, uh, you can just right click and say move to D and then it'll do all the moving. Uh, it's also been stated that there's the ability to mod more games with no specifics. So be on the lookout for all sorts of fun TA drama on why that's good or bad or whatever. Uh, there's also been an update to the Game Pass Ultimate perks uh, that might be interesting to some people. Uh, EA Sports UFC 4, uh, you get the Fighter and Customization Bundle on March 3rd. Uh, for Halo Infinite people, um, you get the past tense Mongoose bundle on March 9th. You can customize your multiplayer arsenal with the exclusive past tense Mongoose vehicle. Uh, the Mongoose vehicle coding, sorry. Four two times XP boosts and four challenge swaps. Uh, so, Well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a Game Pass person but you haven't paid for that... Uh, the, um, <clears throat> the season pass, you can do all that fun stuff. Uh, and... Century Age of Ashes, uh, something Savannah Bundle. It's March 14th. I don't know anyone that's playing this, but uh, if that's you, you're in luck. They've also changed the Game Pass Quest, but maybe we'll have more information on that next week. All right. Uh, you're about to break the law. You're about to break the law. Do what? 
You're about okay. to break the law. Go for it. Nate's law. Go ahead, read uh, it. Coming real soon? Uh-oh. Don't do it. Oh, uh, wow. That took way too long. What? That took way too long. I, I, don't, I don't I'm get sure it. that'll be edited out. Don't worry. There will Probably be no confusion. Not. All right. Uh, come in, let's get on to coming real soon. I assume this is either Corey or Nate that wants to talk about this one. In the, in the busy RL, uh, we did not really look at the game, so I, I gave a quick peek, you know, over the uh, over the list, and uh, I can't believe it. But Tunic's coming out next week, guys. Tunic. Oh, you did it. Mm, That's Nate's law. No, 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 no. Not until it's in my cold, sweaty <laughs> hands. Oh, I think I got too. No. I think I got too excited, I guys. I think I looked at the wrong list. That's like two weeks away. I'm just see, that excited. See, this is why you don't <laughs> talk about Tunic coming out because it always gets delayed. Oh boy, <laughs> that was not planned. I'll have you know, Tunic did that to Corey. <laughs> like, I, I seriously like. It's amazing. I, I quickly wrote that down before we started because, like, oh my gosh, it's almost here. He got you. Got you again. I'm just, just shocked. That guy, I tell you. All right. So, uh... <laughs> that was a nice one. That was, was a picture of mental night. Yeah, that um that game comes out on uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Just so you know, three sixteen. Oh um, hell yeah! Wrestling things. Everyone knows Austin 316. Come on. I bet you even Nate knows what that is. Uh, it has something to do with Texas, right? Okay. <laughs> Probably barbecue. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what time the barbecue is ready? That is correct. All right. Yeah, wrestling. Uh, okay, let's get to the contest now. Corey, why don't you go ahead and read off the losers? All right. For GTESC, this past week, we lost. Dan from the individual side. We also lost him from the team side. Uh, I have no idea if these are his teammates, but we also lost Dude with the Face, Ben L72, and Northern Lass. They are all eliminated from G-Task. No. I love Bird. Ben, I love you. In bonuses, solo bonuses called M&M. I like the green ones. Worth 500 TA and the period having unlocked at least 20 achievements that start with the letter M. Okay, that one sounds not so bad. Team bonus, we love you planting. Let's see. Worth 1500 TA and the period with each member having spelled the alphabet all 26 letters using the first character of newly unlocked achievements. Oh my goodness. Are there any new X achievements out that no one knows about? I think people will not be loving planting for that one. Just a hunch. Oh, it's not that hard. There's a pill for that. <laughs> Go on. All right. And Gamertag Challenge? Neat. I'll do that. Why not? Uh, the Gamertag Challenge is a contest uh, where we attempt to spell the Gamertag of a patron that's randomly selected. And uh, then we also have some fun stuff around it, like a wild card and a bonus. Last month, our Gamertag uh, patron challenge was Inigo Montoya 80, and his wildcard game 
was any new achievement in the racing genre, and the bonus was prepare to die. Achievements with a six were worth one per achievement. Um, let's get some stats, shall we? There were 46 per, uh, participants, that's easy to say, 444 letters. There were 23 completions, that's with or without the wild card. And there were 23 bonuses that were valid. And our winner, after all was said wasn't done, is Retro Chief 1969 with the Bear nice. Gamer Tag completion using the wild card. Nice. Yeah. So that was February. Let's talk about March because we have a new patron, Gamertag. And our patron oh, it's my is, birthday. It's definitely going to be. It is absolutely not L. It is Northern oh. Lass, but they do have an L in their Gamertag. Oh. The wildcard game <laughs> is any new achievement in the Kingdom Hearts series is worth one bonus draw max. The bonus Cardinal competition is achievements with North, South, East, or West in the title. Not part of words. Example, beast. That would not count. That's one bonus draw per achievement. Um, yeah. So if you have any questions about that, go to the Discord. We'll be updating the channel name and we'll be updating the document. Uh, you can start marking your scores down uh, very soon. <clears throat> of course, we get this wildcard game now that all the, all the Kingdom Hearts games are out of Game Pass. Perfect timing. Not. All right. Well, up next it is that time of the month. We, uh, I, I pause. I pause for you guys. I expected more. All right. It is time for the patron drawing. Uh, as always, each each month during a live show, we do a draw uh, for our patrons to see who wins a gift card. We greatly appreciate all those that do support us. And this month, the lucky winner is a decoy. Ooh. Thank you for the support. <laughs> Whoa. I, I see Saucy is in congratulating decoy. His like his game share partner on this yep. on this win even saucy yep. somehow still wins somehow he wins <laughs> even when he loses he somehow wins he he obliterates a contest and he still wins dear lord all right well, in that case let's get into brag camp take it away Corey. all right four completions as always we have jzarp 43 who passed the 550 completed games milestone Casual Exile also passed the milestone. That was 700 completed games. In ratio, JZARP and L Sock, also known as EL Sock, EL Sock, have a ratio of 1.4. Dinoman87, Mikey710, and Toadstyle Venom have reached a ratio of 1.6. McThumbs, Crazy Catman, and Saucy Slingo. I haven't heard from that guy in a long time. Have a ratio of 1.8. The Super Bob 49 and AS Unknown 1 have reached a ratio of 2.3. So lots of uh, lovebirds with ratio this month. In streaks, Mad Eye Pad Eye is currently on a nine year achievement win streak. Whew. 
And now the scrubs. Red 047, 50 days. Casual Exile, 100 days. AS Unknown 1, 200 days. Chesno with 300 days. Ben L72 with 350 days. Jeremy DJ with 900. Sniped by a girl, 3,050. Blue Thunder, 7398, 3,200. And Big L is currently on a 3,350-day achievement win streak. In gamer score, AS Unknown has hit 100,000 gamer score. Sadak has hit 450,000 gamer score. P Tart has hit 500,000. The Rock, 550,000. The Joe Dean has hit 650,000 along with Bedholm. Red 047 has hit 1.2 million gamer score. And Redemption Denied is at 3.1 million. Gamer score. <laughs> Damn. Wow. All right. In leaderboards, Ahizo is in the top 10 of USA Achievements 1 leaderboard for card and board. NL72 is in the top 5 TA leaderboard for Metroidvania. Way to go, Lovebird. High Road, Vitu in the top 20 of the USA TA Difference leaderboard for cycling. Logic Slayer is in the top 5,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Way to go, bud. Survivalist and his new tag is in, uh, in the top 50 of the California TA leaderboard for survival. I guess only playing survival games. Sir Polygon in the top 10 of the Georgia TA leaderboard for sports. And Unky Tim FU is in the top 10 of the Ontario TA leaderboard. In Bragg's, uh, well, it looks like uh, Umple Beast has made a delicious looking cake in the food and drink channel if you want to take a look. Um, but I wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to Michelle, who bought me a birthday present, and I'm going to show it off right here. Oh, God. Hey, you can see what it is. Or my frozen? Controller case. Yeah, a controller nice. case. You got a controller case. That's pretty awesome. You got me a controller case. <laughs> I am proud owner of an Elite controller now. Thank you, Michelle. Nice. Wow. You never had one before. I never had one. Wow. If anybody can tell me uh, <laughs> good games to use these paddles on the back or any tips. I have never installed the paddles. What? Any Radalika, oh, obviously. They come with the paddles in the back. You, you just take those right on off. They, they come off easy. Oh, so you took them off. <laughs> yes. The, well, the, I know people the saving have definitely grace. mentioned using them. The saving grace is the uh, wireless charging. You just set it down, you're good to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like being able to put it in the case and hiding it from my children. They are not. <laughs> <my children. laughs> yeah, well, I'd love to nice. hear any. I know my number one tip was to not put it in the oven. But other than that. <laughs> other than that. Uh... <laughs> That's a real good tip. <laughs> other than oh, that man. i'd love to hear any tips people have <laughs> man it, it what is, if it is heavy it is beautiful what a friend michelle is you do nothing but drag her down and make her play all these <laughs> crappy games with you and she buys you an elite controller that's yeah. not the reason michelle that's not the reason it's not gonna help <laughs> <laughs> thanks sam and thanks to all of you for joining us on the splendiferous day. Night. It's a 
Stop it. Evergreen. Evergreen. Oh, right, right, right. All right. Well, that about do it for us. Uh, before we get to the <laughs> outro, though, uh, Corey? Oh, what is, what is this? Uh, oh, I, I'm being kicked off. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> serious, serious time. Um, yeah, th- this this is weird. I, I, I okay. I, I'm feeling emotion right now, which I, I haven't in the past, whatever he week or so. I've been doing. No, I have actually. That's the thing. Okay, so I'm gonna rip the bandaid off. I am going to step away from the podcast. Uh, not not the community or anything like that. Uh, you, you know this, L. It's not a surprise. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to step away from the podcast. Uh, it's just something, uh, another stress thing just to take away from the plate every week. Uh, with that, I am giving up Discord, uh, ownership and all of that. Uh, again, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, I just need less distractions <laughs> in my life. Uh, those with a keen eye will notice that Kush has a little crown next to his head. Uh, in uh, Discord now, and uh, he's the <laughs> server owner. Uh, so as of probably tomorrow, I, I will no longer have that podcast tag. I talk about it in uh, Rocker's Ramble, uh, which comes out tomorrow. Uh, that's why it was delayed today. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, again, I, I like to refer to myself as podcast adjacent now. Uh, I will be he- helping the guys edit uh, if they need it, I will be helping them run the live shows again if they need it. Um, but otherwise, I'm just going to, you know, take a step back a little bit. And uh, and yeah, I'll still be here. You know, you, you can still annoy me on Discord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was a good run. 188 episodes. Not bad. <laughs> it was a good run. Thanks. <laughs> Only there was a nice round number you could have waited to. But 188 yeah. pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could have went on off on like 200, but then like the, the milestone episode, and I don't want to bring it down. And live show made made sense. So I don't I don't know. Well, think of it like this: you did better than Zed the Zed. I, I technically did. I don't Rude. think I've taken thirty. That was uncalled for. I don't think I've taken thirty-eight episodes off. So yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> that was uncalled. That was another ripping off of the bandage. Jeez, <laughs> we need some. We need some band aids now. I I, uh, I I heard a thing today, and uh, it, it kind of stuck with me. Uh, tell the people you like you like them before you can't tell them you like him anymore. And you know what? I like you guys. Uh, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be here to support you. I mean, I like my family more, but I like you guys. <laughs> I guess I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice we'll get. If you watch enough Disney Plus, you, you you'll be back. So. Um, <laughs> not on not on the yes. list. Saucy said he's going to tell Freem. Oh, we we usually make that joke that he'll find out about this in like three years. Something like that. Yeah. But I think he's caught up now. By the time Frame hears that, we'll all have been gone. <laughs> He's up to date. He's going to hear this uh, nah. on Thursday. Well, shoot. He says he's up to date, but we'll find out. <laughs> no, in all honesty, or in all seriousness, it, uh, I will miss having you here, on, here every week. Now it's, you know, me versus two old people, so 
<sighs> it's going to be something or else. I don't know how this is going to go. And, and it's like, I'm not going away forever. I'm not putting the mic up back in the box. Uh, you know, I could appear on a segment here or there. I could even come as a guest back on the panel. You know, All the ups in the chat. Maybe now and then. Not next week, so don't ask y'all. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Thank, what you doing next week? <laughs> They're pressing F to pay their respects to you, Rocker. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the Fs. <laughs> so, yep, that's, um, yep, that's the news. Volunteering to be the fourth uh, thug? We got Doughboy in the chat. You know, he's, 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 he's handy with a mic and uh, not drinking milk cereal, but, you know, you can look past oh. that. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know. Man, I forgot about that. That's like a black mark you just can't get rid of. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, uh, podcast is still going. Corey just needs to step away. That's all, that's all it is. So we'll be back next week, so you don't have to worry about that. None. Corey will just be uh, one of yous. One of the peasants. I mean, people. One of yous. One of yous, guys. I was going to say one of you people, but yeah. We don't, we don't have that. Do we have the hotkey, Roger? I don't think we do. Have the what? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, yous, guys? What do you mean, people? What, about you? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> I already got the Spinal Tap reference. I, I don't know another one yet. That's true. All right. Two yous. Yeah. All right. Never mind, then. Aww. All right. Corey. Echo wants to know if you're going to be doing Rucker's Ramble still. Uh, I, I kind of like went over that in the Ramble tomorrow, but I, I still am right. unsure. I no think spoilers. I think I think it's going to be a, a no for now. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks for that, folks. I'll tune in. Yeah, uh, you guys will do great. Uh, the Discord's in what good, do you great hands. People, um, thank you for keeping it wait, running. What and all that? <laughs> I do stuff in the Discord. What? Yeah, you know, here and there. Uh, yeah, just, I, I've trained. Uh, well, I haven't trained anybody, but you know, these guys know what they're doing. Uh, and I've for the most I've, part, I, I've left a rock in the back door so I can get in and help them as needed. So uh, you know, like I said, I'm not going anywhere. Just you're gonna hear. You're gonna hear less of me. There you go. You can still yell at him in the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. And you might even see me more on things like Twitch or maybe make some reviews for the podcast, even though I'm not going to give it a perfect score. (laughs) That's that's, (laughs) that's beside the point. I control the audio. I can go in and change it. He's probably said 10 in this podcast somewhere, so I can just, you know, splice that in somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) All right. But, uh, yeah. With that, let's do the outro bits. Uh, if you're here, join us. If you're here with us in, in chat on Twitch, please, if you haven't yet, give us a follow. That's free. And if you are able to, greatly appreciate your sub. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub. And then just as a reminder, once again, I'll be doing a stream Friday night, uh, 9 or 10 Eastern time. I'm not into, I don't exactly have a time nailed down. I'll be playing near Altamata and it'll be going for a couple of hours. So we'll see how far I get on that. And then also it's a possibility might be doing an among us session on Sunday night. If anybody wants to join Brooks been wanting to play that. So that'll be fun. Hey, hit me um, up. There's a, have you, yeah, I'm sure you haven't you're played since... the podcast. Hey, shut up, man. We don't <laughs> no, hear about you. We only they hear have, from you no they have roles now. <laughs> Didn't you mail your mic in yet? What is going on? <laughs> Sorry. 
See By the way, I want that deposit back. I want that microphone back. You don't get it now. Uh, wow. I got three here. You have one. <laughs> but yeah, I'll hit you up because I, I know Brooke does want to play uh play Among Us with you again. Uh with Dynable in Kentucky. <laughs> also hit us up on Twitter at Achievements101. We talk about Discord a lot. Discord.io slash AH101. That is the place to be. That's the only place you're going to be able to hear from Corey. More reason to come join the Discord. And if you don't actually know, be sure to go to Roll Assignment and to opt into all those different uh, channels. A lot of them are hidden from you. That way you're not getting overwhelmed with all the notifications. We got music channels. We got movie and movie channel. We got a food and drink channel. All kinds of stuff gaming whatnot it's a good time it is per- the perfect way to waste time while you're at work he has never sold that discord more until i handed it <laughs> over <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest i've been wanting to say that for like three weeks now and i keep forgetting because it's always been so late and i, and I always forget and since it came up in chat if you don't know what a vayner is i guess don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> the vayner channel is really big um also <laughs> if you haven't yet please go on over to youtube and subscribe to us there achievement hunting 101 um if Corey does do any reviews that's where that's where they will go so that'll be the place to see them and then last but not least patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101 if you are able to help we greatly appreciate you get into the patron vip chat in the discord which is a you know patron secret room um, in in that channel, that's where I throw different clips that get edited out from the podcast. No, the peasants don't get to hear that, but the patrons do stuff that just doesn't fit the podcast quite well. And then we also do di- uh, giveaways and other different types of chats and whatnot in there. Thank you all to those that do support us. And but, for anyone new that wants to have their name read on the show and get some milestone recognition, uh, please friend the True Achievements account, AH101, hashtag 4639. Yes. And um, that's where we draw our our milestones from. Do that now. Yep, go ahead and go on over there and friend request that. But with that... Thank you all for listening. Thank you for those that are in chat with us. Class is dismissed. See you next week. Not you, Corey. (laughs) I was expecting that. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Not you, Corey. To the ducky races. Yeah, can you do that for us, Corey? Yeah. (laughs) Well, hello, AH101. This is Neo21 again. It is the end of another month, and that means it's time for the Year of the Vayner Monthly Roundup. So, first off, uh, I want to go over a little bit of spreadsheet housekeeping. Um, I realized in the month of February that some of my tracking for a number of completions was incorrect in January due to the fact that a number of Vayners lost the Vayner tag. And that's because the way I was tracking it was taking the number of completions that a player had at the beginning of the month and then subtracting them from the amount of completions they had at the end of the month, giving me the total that they had completed that month. But in reality, 
uh, it was more than that because, like I said, some had lost the tag and so weren't being tracked correctly. So I basically overhauled the entire games tab in my spreadsheet so I can accurately track which player completes which game in which month. And then that is used to automatically calculate your entries for the drawing at the end of the year. And the games tab, I keep that up to date on pretty much a daily basis uh, as I see players complete vayners show up in my TA feed. I go and update the spreadsheet right away. So if you aren't friends with me on TA, send me a friend request and I will make sure that your Vayner completions will get added to the games tab in the year of the Vayner spreadsheet pretty much daily. So uh, also we had a new participant join last week, Wildwood Mike. Not sure if you listen to the podcast, but uh, if you do, welcome. Glad to have you. All right, and now into the important stuff. So for the Vayner of the Month for March, I decided to manually choose that one, and that is Unsighted. And the reason I did that is to coincide with Iron Fist of Snuff's Better Completions Matter Challenge. There's the bounty, uh, March has a bounty board of games to complete, and one of them is Unsighted. So I wanted to uh, have some crossover with his event. So it, uh, Unsighted currently has 15 completions. That's it. One of those 15 completions is I Make Poop 24-7, who completed it back in December. So if you have any questions or need any advice, send it his way. Uh, or on Discord, he's also known as Hope, H-O-A-P. So, uh, in addition to Unsighted, there are a couple other Vayners on that March Bounty Board challenge, which include Flynn, Recompile, and Supraland. So, those three games won't get you any bonus points in mine, but uh, they will in Better Completions Matter. So, a couple more Vayners to complete and uh, have some crossover between the two events. So, uh, on to the monthly stats. Uh, In January... Originally, I said that there were 30 completions, but due to that mix-up that I mentioned a few minutes ago, there were actually 34 completions in January. February, there was 45 completions, so a good little chunk more than there was in January. For gamers' most completions in the month, it was a tie between Eliflet and I Made Poop 24-7 with four completions each. The most completed game in the month was Record of Lodos War, with seven completions. And in second place, there was a three-way tie, with six completions each, between Tehu, Luna Knights, and that's probably because it was leaving Game Pass, and by the time you're hearing this, it has already left Game Pass, uh, Forma.8, which was the Vayner of the Month, and Flynn. The most TA earned in February was from Eliflet, with 10,246. The most gamer score earned in February was from I Make Poop 24-7 with 4,600 gamer score. And he also had the most achievements earned in February with 154. All right, well, that does it for the February Vayner Roundup. You guys keep playing those Vayners over the month of March, and I'll bring you the next update at the beginning of April. I'll talk to you then. Hello, I'm Akpail, ending my current Metroidvania binge with Team Ladybug's Record of Lodos War Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. There is no debate Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth is a Metroidvania, 
as it is very reminiscent of Castlevania's Symphony of the Night. It is far from as good as Symphony of the Night, and like Team Ladybug's other Metroidvania on Xbox, it is a licensed property with a throwaway, inconsequential story where it is assumed you are familiar with the intellectual property. Contrary to Toho, I had heard of Lodos War, but the name was the extent of my knowledge. I checked out Wikipedia to learn that it is some kind of Japanese fancy role-playing franchise which has spawned games, novels, manga and anime. In the game, you play as the high elf Deedlit, who wake up in an unfamiliar place, not knowing how she ended up there, and off she goes to do archetypical metroidvania stuff. Deedlit's standout mechanic is the swapping between fire and wind mode, which changes your damage and defenses depending on what you're up against. The fire mode also lets you walk in lava, while you can hover in air using wind mode. Every time you're damaged, the mode you're using becomes less effective until you've dealt enough damage in the other mode, encouraging you to switch modes frequently as you quickly reach the damage cap, and if the mode you are not using is fully charged, you regenerate health. It sounds more complicated than it is. Every single weapon is unique and handles differently, and there are dozens of them. You also have bows, but you are unlikely to use it outside of puzzles, as it uses up the same resource pool as magic, which is straight up overpowered. Initially, I found Deedlit quite difficult as I only relied on my primary weapons. Once I realized how effective magic was, I breezed through the game and completed every single achievement in less than 7 hours. Nothing is missable with the exception of the unlock all other achievements achievement. As long as you're careful and make sure you save your game between earning achievements, you'll likely be fine, but it has glitched on a few players. Like Toho Luna Knights, there is a boss rush mode you have to S rank by completing it fast, but unlike Toho, it is rather easy and does not require you to grind out levels, as you can cheese it with magic. There is a archery minigame which might give you trouble, but there is a good guide on TEA showing you how to complete it. The map is not very large and features plenty of fast travel rooms, which makes it rather easy to mop up the 100% map exploration after completing the final boss. There's one specific room I highly doubt you'll find yourself as it requires you to jump 50 times in a particular spot. The rest are much more obvious to find. While visiting every room, it's extremely unlikely you'll miss getting 100% of all magic spells, but there are two enemies that can be difficult to find for your bestiary if you do not know about them, but they are easy to get once you know where to look. Getting 100% of the weapons could have been a pain as the drops are luck based, but there is a neat trick where you can start in New Game Plus with all weapons unlocked, go to the shop and sell a weapon, then buy it back and it will unlock the achievement for you, saving you hours of grinding for the right drops. Record of Lodos War, Deedlith in Wonder Labyrinth, might not be great, but it is a fun time and a short completion by Metroidvania standards. Game Pass has inflated its 25 achievements worth 1000 game score and 3300 TA, and a full completion is estimated to 8 to 10 hours, but those used to the genre can get it down a few hours faster. $25 is a fair price, but Record of Lotus War, Deedlit and Wonder Labyrinth can easily be completed within the usual two weeks notice before leaving Game Pass. Have a nice day everyone!